Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're having fun, Skeeter, I don't know. We're up to round three. Ah, What's going on? Ah, We're whinging and complaining for the last six months. When's footy going to start? And then it just goes bang. Yeah, and now we just can't wait for the end of it. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) No, it's uh, it's been an interesting week and plenty to talk about. Derby, of course. Derby 56. You played in a few of those. I'll uh, love to get your recollections, if you have any, of uh, playing in the derbies. But uh, not quite the, the hype that... It happened back in 1995, but uh, there's a bit on the line this weekend. Yeah, there is. Um, I think we spoke about this Monday. I think there's more on the line than this one than there has been in a long time. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Shelter Footycast, live from Backchat Studios. Uh, you can join us on socials, Shelter Footycast over at Instagram. Watch us on YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening to this, you found your way to the new feed. Scared you can, t- you can you know, <laughs> stop me banging on about it. This is on the new feed. It's the first up. Welcome. Good job. You found us. Tell your friends. Tell them Scully and Skeeter sitting here talking shit on Mondays and Thursdays, and it's a bit of fun. Um, if you're in the tipping competition, like Skeeter and I are, we're going to go through our tips uh, this week. Make sure you enter your tipping over at, I believe it's the ESPN tipping uh, for the Shelter Footycast. Get that stuff in there, and I think we can roll straight into it. It's good to not have to go through about 10,000 admin things before we start, Skeeter. Let's get into it. Derby week. Uh, it's always a big week in Perth, and like you said, um, there's a lot more on the line this week. Probably because Fremantle started poorly and less for West Coast. Absolutely. And when you go into a game like this and the the record shows, and you've spoken about the stats and it's been around town, that if you lose your first three, which clubs like the Dockers, the Bulldogs, are in danger of doing... It's like one, one team in the last... It's just ridiculously low, the chance of playing yeah. finals, which seems... Quite bizarre in, in a, a longish season, but it gets away from you pretty quickly. So there's a there's so much to play for for the Dockers this weekend. It's going to be fascinating to see how they approach the game after twice being really stifled in their ball movement and being able to um, have any fluency in their footy. It's going to be really interesting to see against a side that, let's be honest, probably hasn't got the best defensive. Um, well, yeah, we've seen that in the preseason. That like Adelaide and even Port Adelaide moved the ball quite easily, and even GWS at times moved it quite easily. The the more impressive thing for West Coast was their offensive mm. side, right? But um, I think West Coast back fifty, like the, the back line has looked probably as exposed as it has in the last few years. And the funny thing is, when you, I guess maybe we're living on memories with regards to you know Hearn, McGovern, Barras, still very good players. But are we thinking because they're there that the that the back line is taken care of? Like many things, Skeeter, just, just things just form in my mind that are just absolute crystal clear. I don't know why I haven't spoken about this before, but West Coast are trying to move the ball quickly, right? They're taking more risks, being more aggressive, which leads you 
to turn the ball over more. Well, at least it puts you in positions to turn the footy over more. West Coast have never played that way. And even when they were terrible last year, they were a slow ball movement team, and that's why they were bad. Uh, They chip-marked around, but it protected their back line because with slow ball movement, you have time to set up. With this fast ball movement... West Coast is starting to get exposed because it's moving quicker, there's less protection, and there's probably less pressure on the ball with these mid-turnovers. So um, I haven't really spoken about that much. It seems pretty obvious in my mind why it's happening. And, um, you know, Tom Barras has been one of the best and fairest last year. He's had some goals kicked on him to start the year. That's probably why. Yeah, and you mentioned slow ball movement. I reckon last year they did try on a couple of occasions, maybe against Richmond and Sydney. Sydney rings a bell where they tried to move the ball quickly in the first quarter. They just absolutely butchered butchered the footy and the defence completely had no chance. So what about the Dockers? So they were coming into this game. If you talk about the mindset, right, um, they're they're coming in, um, they're moving the ball too slow, their midfielders getting touched up. Luke Jackson's been all over the back page of the paper and singled out, and I've had some words to say about Skeeter, and you can feel free to ask me some more if you like. Um, They're they're copying it, right? Yeah, I think this is a real... West Coast will know it's coming. It's not an ambush. Like, Fremantle... They've got to make a stand here, and, and I expect their very, very best in this derby. I don't think they'll beat their very, very best because you just can't go from, from what they've produced to being um, back to you know top four material. I think they can win. They will win, in my opinion, mm. but I don't think they can just go from zero to hero in the space of one week. I, I will ask you, and just on the Jackson thing, now I'm going to play devil's advocate yep. because I totally read your stuff. I agree with it. I was quite balanced. Like I, no, no, I, I, look, I, yeah. be as critical as you want because it's it's your opinion. I Thanks, just, Jenna. No, we, no, no. I, I I've saying, had a few of these interactions on Twitter of people coming at me saying you can't say this. I, like, I don't say whatever I like. Yeah, it's your opinion. opinion. Absolutely. I've got no issue with it and I agree with most of what you've got to say. Devil's the, advocate. I guess if Luke Jackson had kicked um, 10 goals in two games and the back page was Jackson the hero, and, and the, the paper's all over him. Action Jackson. Instead of action no Jackson action. instead of no Action Jackson. Um are we then go pumping his tyres up too much? I, I don't, I'm just I agree with what you're saying. I just wonder club footy clubs, for instance, don't like when you're pumping someone's tyres up, mm. and obviously they don't like it when you when you're getting smashed. And at the moment, he's a, he's a 21 year old bloke that's trying to find his way in, in footy think, at a new club. I think that's the point. I mean, the, the devil's advocate that was put to me was like, if that was Nat Fife, which it was the week before, to be honest. I saw the back page about Nat Fife, or if it was. Shannon Hearn, or if it was a Luke Shuey, that yep. been in the game a long time, runs on the board, not performing whatsoever, um, just signed a massive deal. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Jeremy McGovern's a good 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 example. Uh, would I be as outraged? No. So I think it's the age factor, the, age, the experience okay. factor, and the and the position factor. Like it's just it's just tabloidy trash. Like it it doesn't. It's not. Um, there's no evidence base behind the actual article. It's just looking for people to be outraged, and they've got me outraged. So well done, West Australian. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've definitely softened on on the on the, the whole thing during the week. Um, you know, I'm in the media now. I write articles. I've I've been, you know, not pumping my tyres up. Certainly not the opposite of that. I've I've had articles that have been on the back page that really like make me feel made me feel sick like the yeah. Justin Langer stuff was all over the back page and I hated that and my name was attributed to it and words were put that I'd never wrote headlines were wrote that I had nothing to do with and there was massive pictures and it brought this Pat Cummins Justin Langer thing that was never something that I'd done so I have full empathy for the journalist involved let me yeah let me jump in here because I think people who who read newspapers and we all do at some stage and Mitch Woodcock 
did the article. He's probably either asked or thought, oh, Jackson's had a quiet start. I'm going to maybe highlight yeah. some of the numbers, etc. Bear in mind, he's not the guy. He's not the subby that, that puts those headlines on and uh, rightly or wrongly. And I totally get it because yeah. I'm a journo that you are trying to attract eyeballs and trying to get you and me to pick up a paper. So I, I, I get it. I understand that. Can we can we go into a little bit more depth how it actually works? Well, how it works for me or how you've written yep. articles before. You write the article. We call it copy, draft. Yep. It goes to an editor or a sub-editor and they make some alterations. They might send it back to you and say, hey, what do you think with these? Or they you know, pull some paragraphs around and some corrections. You then submit maybe a final, but then it's still up for the top editor. You go, oh, well, I don't like this, or I need to get this go harder. or you know, it's, it's pulled apart a little bit, but then the copy is ticked off on. Okay, I'm happy with those words. That's my words, my name, tick. It then goes to like the social team, um, the headmasters, all of that. They pull headlines out, and, and it has nothing. You don't get any no. chat about that, right? I think that's the element that really gets to to hurt the journalists at times because they've written a piece which they're, they're you know even you got to tick off on it relatively comfortable. You, can't, with you, can't. you can still be feeling uncomfortable because you know it's going to cause a backlash. Yes, but the headline is often the one that that journalists are uncomfortable with seeing, and, and obviously the. The, the person who's the subject matter can feel very hurt. Um, yeah, so I, that, the headlines are the ones that, by and large, that stick in people's minds. Well, like the little tag honey, uh, hanging underneath Jackson's arm. Well, you know, that's the journalists aren't doing that. You're not no, jumping on no, Canva no. and putting a nice little uh, <laughs> bit of clip art, maybe for you, Skeeto. You know, it it, it it gets you know takes a life of its own a little bit. So that's why I have empathy, and I'm not really having a crack at the individual. It's more. More the, the industry, and, yeah, and, and, and this is not just the West. We we no. see it in, in a lot of yeah. in a lot of um, papers where I mean, the Sydney Telly, exactly the Herald Sun, yeah, but, I look, but TV like totally. Like the, we're talking about it before Caroline Wilson going off and oh, uh, don't start me on that. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson's showing emotion. That on to the bench me, that young. to me is just that is blows my mind that she would be critical of Alistair Clarkson's behaviour. She, she, uh, Again, in this in this instance, we're not talking being about. Too cri- I, I would say Caroline Wilson's an incredibly intelligent woman. She knows Absolutely. exactly what she's doing. Well, what is she doing? Well, she, she's she's talk, getting idiots like you and me to talk about it and but, be outraged. But she's a seasoned journalist. She doesn't need people to yeah. be uh, looking at her work and going, you know, she's an award-winning journalist. She has a reputation that spans many decades. But the negativity for me on what we saw on oh, footy classified, oh, oh. just in case you haven't seen or heard it, she was not happy with Alistair Clarkson high-fiving his players, um, smiling. The the I guess the joyous sort of moments that he was having when they got to 21 points up against the Dockers, she said if they'd lost that game or drawn that game, he would have been made to look foolish. I don't see that. I think see a guy that was embracing the moment, the, the players were on the cusp of something pretty special. If they had been beaten, amazingly, through that, that last moment decision, then, of course, he would have been the mood would have changed dramatically but he was you can see he's, he's embracing being with his new players and I think they love it that's why they're two and zip and may it continue because for heaven's sake we want friggin robots correct um or do we want personalities I'll, I'll take the personality every time whether it's good bad or indifferent as opposed to some of the the nondescript um behavior we see from coaches at times no, no Clarko so, yeah. brilliant well I couldn't agree with you more but if I can play devil's advocate <laughs> yeah uh, Caro would have sat down with three ideas with her producers and in the end she would have had to tick off on it but they would have had three ideas and the other two would have been like oh not as strong that's really strong you're going to have to deliver it and she she would have, she has to live and die by the sword like she does with everything else she does but 
in the end, she's making a product that you know, footy classified gets people talking. That's what it's that's what it's there to do. So I think sometimes, like, you know, Kane Corns is on there, Caroline Wilson, Maddie Lloyd, you know, says some stuff as well. That that's what it's there for. So if you take it, if you take a step back, that's what they're doing. But saying all that, you're 100 percent correct. Like we we want Alice to class she, she, uh, Put it this way, I think her reputation over many years is about being logical, yeah. reasonable, giving a story. And that's to, logic. That to me that didn't quite fit the narrative of what was happening when I was at the ground, and you were as well, yep. as to as to what Clarko was trying to do. But we disagree, but guess what? It's an opinion-based <laughs> business, and she can have her opinion. <laughs> um, I'll give you a couple of quick fires. Nathan Broad, four-match suspension, um, over, under, same, happy. Bet on the money, I think. Yep. Um, they were saying his character is good, and so therefore he should get off. off that, that, get sorry, that's... That is irrelevant. The character I is know, so irrelevant. I'm the best bike in the world. Well, I'm not, but... No, you no know. let me show I, another I'll example. I'll have a beer with anyone. I'll, be, I'll get good character. Andrew Gaff, really yeah. good fella. Yeah. But guess what? He can't hit people in the face. He got, got uh, the, the penalty works. he deserved for, for whacking... Andy Bradshaw, yeah. But the character's got no... Because it's a physical, like, contact sport that you're making decisions in a split second. If you're not you're thinking to, about if your mother's brought you up right or not. If you've gone to court over something which is <laughs> a, a fraud or something, what's your character... I mean, those sorts of things, I think you can... I don't think they're bringing that into account either. If you're stealing money, you're stealing money. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, car- character's a very weird one to put into a, a defence argument anyway. I'm glad they ignored it. I think four weeks about right. We don't want that action in the game. That's That needs to be out of it. Um, Ash Sampy, we saw him in the Owls game, the older, wise, the largest... Uh, uh, slower, yes. Uh, larger and slower, very much on point. Sam Butler, a good f- uh, friend oh. of our family here, but he was awful. Really bad, fumbling, couldn't <laughs> couldn't hit handballs, <laughs> couldn't hit kicks. So you saying that Medhurst has taken over? That Medhurst would be a better football player than Sam Butler at the moment. I mean, I mean that's not saying much either because she's a world class athlete, and yes. Sam's not right. So <laughs> if you're listening, Sam, hello. Uh, Ash Ampy was out there. I, I had a look at him. He. he um, there's talk about him getting this Glendanning medal that Ross Glendanning decided to award to Michael Gardner at the time. Uh, Adam Papalia had to fill me in what had happened here. 20 years ago. I had no idea. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it before. And he was like, why haven't you heard of it? I was like, well, living in Victoria. Like, and, but also, when you've come here, it probably hasn't been mentioned nah. amongst the players. It still probably hasn't been. The only reason that uh, it's come to light is because Samps was at the game. Uh, we interviewed him on 6PR. Um, then Craig O'Donoghue interviewed him from the West and asked him about going back all those years you are judged the best player on the ground, but of course, uh, Roscoe, who is, I you know, love Roscoe. Well, no, he's a great bloke. Love yeah, him. He's was, one of my... I thought you were giving a character reference. No, well, I'll give him a character <laughs> reference any day of the week. I love him as a bloke and as a, as a footballer. That's what we were talking about before. Yeah, but I still, I'm saying, so yes. he apparently, well, we know what happened. He's, he thought that Gardner was best on the ground and he thought he had the right, I believe, to, to, to overrule what the judges had to say. So anyway, that that's transpired. Gardner gets it. Sam misses out. Uh, and there have been others since then. More recent times, the commission, which is the hands out the award or sort of adjudicates that, has had pressure from John Townsend, formerly of the West, and others to say, look, I think this guy deserves to be retrospectively awarded, at least jointly with Michael Gardner, mm. the Glendinning Allen Medal, uh, which I think is getting closer. The Eagles, I think, just have to, I think, the commission, I think, will tick off on it. That's my gut feeling. I think the Eagles will tick off on it. Great. I think it'll probably happen before the next derby, which will be the Eagles' home game. And you know what? Okay. Uh, Carl Langdon said to me on radio yesterday, well, who cares? I said, one person does. Yeah. It's actually Sampy. I care. Um, I'll, I'll go with two. I, I, well, in terms of... It's, it's the right say, thing to do, isn't it? it? Is, it's just the right thing to do. And you know what? If it makes him feel a bit better about his life and footy career and his family, Great. and he's, I think Ash has gone through some health problems in, in more recent times, bang, do it, Tick done. Off. Great result, um, albeit, you know, came in unusual circumstances, but Samps uh, deserves that honour. 20th club, claims Norwood oh. is preparing a bill. Nor- that, Norwood has denied it. Yeah, so- it's done. It's not going to happen. 
<laughs> What's going on? How has that happened, though? I think Chris Dittmar on uh, Radio in Adelaide oh, heard that a couple of God. businessmen, they might have been having a long lunch, I'm not sure, but they thought, <laughs> but really let's get the red lunch. legs up and running. Um, I had this argument at the Footy Commission with some people yesterday about not just the, the 20th licence, which of it, that's providing Tasmania gets across the line. Yes. Where does it go? And then the argument that was thrown to me was we should have a relegation system in the AFL. I like that. Which I no, said... You don't like it? Well, no, I don't think it'll happen in my lifetime. No, no. But be, you, be, or you like it? Oh, just from a complete nuffy fan point of view. How like, cool would like that... Like EPL. Oh, how cool would that... No, so I, I look at the EPL and I just love that system. But that's been going for 100 years or whatever it's Long been um, So I'm, I agree with you. But I just think, how cool would it be to be following the Mandra Mustangs and they... They make their way up the ranks, and suddenly they're playing Collingwood at the MCG. Like that would—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what happens though yeah, in, in the that, APL. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying realistic. But, but I'm not saying realistic. That, that that competition, the FA Cup, to me is when you see the Minos up against the Giants to have it on a weekly basis. Yeah, but, uh, so you're saying West Perth, for instance, for argument's sake, yeah. who won the waffle no, last year? Mandra must. Yeah, okay. West Perth go up, okay. and North Melbourne go down. So West Coast, what happens West, Coast if, West Coast go down. West Coast go down. Is it? So West Coast play they're up there. You've got West Coast guns playing in the waffle, Look, wherever some, they're playing. Or the, the reserves. There's, there's a bit of work to do. I'm just saying I'd enjoy watching it. That's all. And so, and, the, and here's another example: the Gold Coast Suns well, and, they, the, and they GWS. Could, well, they could be playing. In both the both get both finish second last and last respectively. They drop out of the AFL top tier yeah. after four squillion dollars have been spent oh, on them. We could have done that three or four years ago yeah. for Gold Coast. Probably. So it's not going to happen. But uh, look, I like talking about it because it's. Outside the square, let's try and see if we can get 20 teams up first. Where's let's, the 20th license going to come from? Let's see if we get 18 good ones. Oh, there's, there's a couple <laughs> of teams, yeah. Let me cut it back to 15. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shuttle Footycast. Now, we've been through this one a little bit. We always start with the Western side of things. Uh, Fremantle v West Coast, 320 Sunday. It's the last game of the weekend. Fremantle chasing their first win of the, of the year, which is outrageous. GWS against West Coast last week at least puts my West Coast top eight with some sort of <laughs> currency. <possibility. laughs> um, and if, look, look if, what happens if Freo lose this? So I know you're picking Freo. I'm picking Freo. I'm actually pretty confident about Freo. And I, I'm not confident about Freo, but I am picking them. Well, yeah, on what we've seen, absolutely, you've got <clears throat> right to. I think I think it's more on the mindset. They've got too much to lose to lose this game. I agree totally. And it, so you know, what happens if they lose? Well, done. Not playing finals. That's what it means. It means we're in for a long year in WA footy because I don't don't see the Eagles playing finals. Uh, mind you, they'll be two and two, but their run after that is very tough. Wow. Um, that will be. Not a fall from grace, but I mean the expectation... The Desa- it'd be you know, a disaster. Yeah. If they don't play finals footy this year, full stop, a disaster for a team that I think most... Which hasn't team- had that expectation for a long time. No. But that, you're that statement you're saying. Yeah, of course. Like- and they've got the, the, the team to to play finals. And so, look, let's let's wait till Sunday afternoon. We might walk away from there and, and Fremantle have won by six goals and we've yep. seen uh, some really good signs. And I, I personally think if there's going to be a, a player that really embraces the challenge and, and leads from the front. He was very quiet last week. I think Sean Darcy, for me, is the guy yeah. against the West Coast Ruck that's going to be... Um, depleted. Depleted. I've got him down. Not that I'm judging. You are. Uh, the Ross Glendening Ben Allen medal. I, I think he's the guy that's going to be instrumental in guiding them to victory. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a big game. Is there any going to be any changes? I think, look, certainly from a West Coast point of view, I might be wrong. Uh, but when you look at the possibilities, their rucks, they didn't have Nick Nat, who's not coming back. Yoey's not coming back this week. Um, we know Jamison's injured. 
I think they'll use Jake Wardham as a, as a backup ruckman to Bailey Williams. Unless there's an injury, I see absolutely no reason. I think it'd be the first time, I don't have the numbers in front of me, first time in a long time. West Coast have a change. Well, bear in mind, last year was like, you yeah. know, all over the shop. Might be more than a year that they haven't made a change. The only one that they may look at is the sub, whether or not they go again with Hewitt or they put a Petrocelli who played well in the waffle or yeah. Zave O'Neill. But again... It, Unless you change it, the, the subs to being... Is it Chesser and then putting Hewitt? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Something, something, like, something like that. But I think their, their squad, I think, will be relatively unchanged. Speaking to Simo during the week, it didn't sound like he felt Hewitt... Well, he literally said Hewitt's not ready for a full AFL game. So okay. um, he's got some talents and some things that he can do is that it's AFL ready, but he, he's not up to playing a full game. So whether that's fitness or experience or... And, and do you want to give him the subs vest yeah. in a game or do you, would you rather see him play? Although... I think there is some practice match activity in the waffle for the West Coast Eagles this weekend, I think. so. Uh, Five a chance of playing for Fremantle. I mean, that would be a big in um, if he does play. The plantar fasciitis is... Look, you can have surgery, but it's like a three-month recovery. I think they've gone past that point. If you're going to have surgery, you've got to do it in the preseason. Um, they are manageable, these things. I, I, mean, I spoke about it last week, but... Um, they're not fun to have, but they are manageable. You can jab them, you can numb your foot, you can strap your foot, you can do things with it, but it's not a good injury to have. So he's past the point of being able to have surgery on it, to be really honest. Um, I think that's sort of what, what they'll do, and they'll have to manage him through the season. Yeah, Fife, look, unfortunately, now whether this is age or the way he's played his footy over the years, his body, I just don't think he's going to see out, um, we know it's not going to play a full year this year, given he missed last week. Um, how many matches does he need to play this year to think, I'll go around again next my, year. My mum's theory um, is, and she's often, if not always, right. Your mum's theory? Yeah, yep. my mum's theory on this sort of stuff. So she looks at guys that get injured a lot um, and she looks at their body type and she says, well, during school and as a junior and you play great footy, you, you weigh 80 kilos, 85 kilos. And, of course, you've got to put on strength and bulk to play at the level. But, you know, key position guys that I've played with before, they were drafted as you know, 85 kilos and then suddenly they're running around 105 kilos. Big jump. If you went and picked up a 20-kilo weight, right, and you just run around with it, it's impossible. So, And that's what, it's, that's what it's like. So her theory on it is the bulk's too much of a jump, the body can't handle it. So anyone who's ever injured, she's always like, he needs to lose five kilos or something like that. And it'll, it'll just, and, and that, that's also like science. That's based on science as well. If you, if you weigh less, less force on your joints, less chance of injury, but of course, you can't compete against bigger, bigger bodies. Like, so so there's, down, there's a downside. Yeah, yeah, so, so look, bottom line is... James Schofield coming in with the hot news. Yeah, there. no, well, that, mate, mum's advice is great. My mum's advice when she goes to the Derby is if the Eagles don't win, then she thinks they're either duds or you know, if they win, of course, they're heroes. You know what it's like as a, as a fan. <laughs> they, they go there and... Uh, they're kick not trying. Forward. They're not trying, Mark. Just it? kick it. <laughs> Just kick <laughs> it. I don't think Fife will play. And I reckon there might yeah. be... Minimal changes. The only thing I would do is... Walters, I think you've got to yeah. have Walters move off the sub yeah. uh, set up, kick two goals. Ordinarily, you'd say Buddy Banfield back to being the sub, but he kicked a goal, had 16 touches. I think, in all honesty, if you're going on last week, and that's purely alone, and not, not what he'll do in his career, but Jai Amos had three touches. Matt Tabernas obviously had a quiet couple of weeks, but you can't you know throw out the whole forward line set up. Yeah. I, I think probably Amos is the guy that might slide out this week as a guess. All right. Well, there you go. Um, you're picking Freo. Picking Fremantle with a reasonable degree of confidence. That's hard to say after watching them the last two weeks, but I, I, you're right. It's just, it's a non-negotiable. I'm picking Freo too. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shutter Footycast. 
Oh, well, it's good to start the weekend off with a couple of losses at the Tips West Coast. <laughs> Obviously guaranteed to win that one after you and I absolutely butcher up every Tips every week. Let's get through the rest of the game and do our very best with those. Western Bulldogs play Brisbane tonight, Thursday, Marvel Stadium. Western Bulldogs are in the same bag Massive. as Frio. Start 0-2. and two. They go 0-3. and three. They don't play finals. Absolutely. They've made some big inclusions. Uh, Rory Lobb comes into the squad. So too Jason Johannesson, Adam Trelaw. So they've got some names coming in. And... West Australian boy on debut. Yeah, let me say Arthur Jones. Great name. Um, they call him Artie. Artie, yeah. Artie Jones. Well, it was Arthur when I was... Anyway. Oh, as in, like, I've, I've seen Artie. Yeah, so it sounds Arthur, like the best name ever. He's brilliant. Mate, and tell you what, I've seen him play at, uh, at Wesley and at uh, Claremont. He's got some wheels and he's going he's to be exciting. And really? Marvel starting will suit him to a T. Was he a forward, forward, mid, top well, he, play, he played back at era. half back when I was, I was doing stuff for him in the PSA. But he's been named on the wing... What he'll do is his leg speed is just right. going to be really exciting. So really good luck to him. Uh, Lions have just made that the one important change. Coleman, who's a good young player. Kitty Coleman. D. Like Rich him. misses out uh, a bit of soreness. So um, uh, a bit like the Dockers, do- dogs have to win this. But mm. given I've hitched my wagon to, to Brisbane through the course of the preseason and then jumped off them after one week, up in Brisbane, I you can't believe it. You, just you put the gun to your head, you, you goose. You have to pick him. Oh, oh, Brisbane, absolutely. I, put it this way. I've declared them soft, you know, flat-track bullies. Yeah. At times. It's a really interesting game. If Brisbane lose this game, right? If, just say Bulldogs f- f- yeah. find something within to not go 0-3. and three. They've started 0-2. and two. It's something like four of the last six years, including their, their um, premiership year. And, but they've never gone 0-3, and three, ever. So, look, again, all these stats in history, sometimes you can you know, say what you like, think what you like. I think Bevo will have something special. I'm picking... The Bulldogs! The Bulldogs! Of course you are. And I, I will once again, on a Thursday night, look back and think, you know, when can you get a... T- like, Thursday and Friday night, it's almost like I've got zero chance. Right. So t- one of us will be right at least. Yeah. One of us will give the thumbs up, the other one will be having a beer. Brisbane, a me, Bulldogs, you. Very good. Collingwood v Richmond, Friday night. Big game, huge game. There are some outs, though. Uh, Mason Cox has just been ruled out for Collingwood this hematoma morning. Hematoma with his, in his ribs. Have you heard yeah. of that? Well, like a hematoma is... In is that my, a blood clot? Well, yes, but it's also... You could describe a... Travis Kelsey's. Well, you, know, you, could, <laughs> you, could, you could describe a bruise as a hematoma. I saw... So the... the, the the press release that was put out by Collingwood was strange. It was Mason Cox will withdraw from tomorrow's night's game with an injury. And then it went about four paragraphs in before they spoke about what the injury was. So they was. buried the lead. And then they said, we initially thought it was a bruised rib, but now it's actually a hematoma over the ribs. So a bruised rib is, like a hematoma is a, is a corky, a big corky. So that's a blood clot, isn't it? No, oh, sort of. Is it no? Can you have you got a Kelsey? <laughs> have you got a Kelsey button over there or not? You want to press a button? And know your role and shut your mouth. Basically, with <laughs> no us. idea. That's Mason, us. Mason Cox. He's <laughs> no, not playing. He's not play- indefinitely. <laughs> right, but I tell you what, the Tigers they are missing Dusty. They're yes. missing Short. They're missing a heap of players. So that's a, I, and broad, I, of course. I would have gone close to picking Richmond with 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 Dusty and, and Short. I think Richmond are really trying to pull Collingwood into the trenches. Collingwood want to play this high paced. Um, you know, aggressive footy through the corridor. Richmond can defend really well, and they also they thrive off that scrappy knock on. There might be a bit of rain here. Exactly, I've got to say wet weather forecast. I'm still I'm still considering it as I speak. Right well, well, you better hurry up because this pod is <laughs> well, no one. No, this matchup is about ten seconds from finishing. <laughs> Who are you picking? Uh, I'm picking Collingwood because I as as I said after round one, I tipped them against Geelong. I think they are the real real deal. I want to pick Richmond. Well, so show bad. some ticker. 
Collingwood. <laughs> you watch Richmond win. Jeez. That, I, mean, I bet you I missed the... Oh, my God. Hawthorne v North Melbourne, 10.45, Saturday at UTAS Stadium, University of Tasmania. What, what are you shaking your head? Well, they missed a trick here. They had to have Clarko and Mitchell yeah. coaching against each other at a Melbourne event. I just, I'm just thinking, it's, it would have the, the promotion of it so much better. Uh, Hawthorne's got a great record down there, but, gee, they are playing some very poor football. Yeah, they are. Um, they're 0-2, and two, another 0-2 and two side. Do, do they have in them to jump up? I know North Melbourne started well. They've beaten West Coast. They've been Freo at home. You cannot deny that they're they're a much improved side. Mm. And it starts with their midfield. They, yep. They've got a good midfield. Can Hawthorne match it in any way? Or do you see, see this just to lay down as there? Uh, only because it's in Tassie. They do play better there. But uh, Joy Simkin out yeah, for North, no Simkin, which yep. is an important out. Uh, look, I'm only going Aaron on. Hall had 38 touches in the VFL. Wow. And apparently he's still 50-50 on play. That's a good sign for North. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think Kangaroos win on, on the exposed form. You, you cannot tip Hawthorne on exposed form, but uh, yeah, this is a personal. This is a personal matchup between the two coaches. See, that's, trust me. That's where I, I think I, I think there that you're 100 percent right. Clarkson and Mitchell will want to beat each other. Highly competitive individuals. I don't think they're like you know the best of mates. No, there's no, there's no, there's no hatred. It's just, it's just business and footy. They're different, but also built. I've read a few stories. They're both built so differently. I don't know many guys that are like best mates with their head coach when they're playing. You remember Sam Mitchell was the captain of this team. I don't, I don't know. You know, you can think about the nicest blokes I've played with. No one's best mates with Simo or Wusher. You've got a, you got ultimate amounts of respect. But being, being mates like you got many bosses you're best mates with. No. No, right. but, and think about that in general life. You know, yeah. just, that's what the position is. They've got hard decisions to make. I, I think just in brief, I remember, and again, this is just reading articles because I don't, I don't know them personally, but uh, an issue going back to Sam's playing days when I think yes. his, his twins might have been born. There was yes. Clarko might have questioned. Yeah, but that's what I mean. His Things. commitment to the footy, whatever it is, that, that might have emanated into a. As you say, just a bit of a, a thawing of the relationship. Well, absolutely it would have. And, but, but that's what Clarkson's there for, to make those sorts of decisions. He's trying to get the team to win. Yep. And, of course, he cares about Sam Mitchell, but he cares about the team more. So that's why the relationship between coach and players is strained at times, because that's just how it goes. So, look, Hawthorne going to win? No, they're not. North Melbourne wins. North to me. Um, GWS v Carlton, Saturday, Giants Stadium. Can Giants... Bounce back um, with potentially a couple of soldiers returning in Kelly and Whitfield against this Carlton side that certainly looks a real deal. Yeah, they are, aren't they, Carlton? Look, yeah. they've, they've done really well. So that, that victory against uh, July, I reckon, is so important for their psychological oh, yeah. mindset going forward about winning close games. Uh, Giants hold no fears for them. If Carlton are playing finals, which you know they should be doing, with their midfield, uh, Giants, very good. Hogan, I was impressed with last week yep. in, up in attack. So, too, I mean, Toby Green's... Does what he does. Um, I think uh, Kelly and Whitfield change this game it, it does. significantly, but I don't think that'll change it enough for Colton to lose. No, I think the Blues. I think that they'll they'll really take some benefit out of that win last week. Sam, so tip- Sam Taylor is a really good player for GWS, so mm-hmm. he'll go to either Mikhail Kerno. I don't know who gets the other one. Well, Davis, if he returns, I'm not sure he's he's going to be named, but he's the logical if he's. Yep. If he's returning, but no, Giants, Giants were okay last week, but they defensively, to me, a bit bit too suspect. And, and Adam Kingsley, even against the Crows, um, 
uh, five goals down. So on what we've seen so far, probably Carlton, or definitely Carlton, the better side to me. Yep, I pick Carlton, St Kilda v Essendon, Saturday MCG, second v third on this the ladder. This is tough. This is second real tough. Second v third on the ladder, what is going on? Uh, Ross Lyons, team St Kilda, it's their 150th anniversary at the St Kilda Footy Club. Mm. Does that mean anything? No, it does not. The players would not. They, they would oh, they'll know about it. Mate, they might know about it. They'll know, they'll know on the dock. I'll tell you, they will, Scoey. They doesn't will. doesn't mean anything. Oh, no, it doesn't, I'm telling you, there'll it doesn't be... Mean a, it doesn't mean anything. Or, or let me tell you, what, it Lots doesn't mean anything of the result. No, but I mean, even Eston, when they had their, their anniversary hmm. last year, the year how'd before, that go for they, No, I'm just saying, the, the, the players were out in the middle before the game. Might have been before a dream yeah, time game. Dyson Heppel was and about to bash someone. Dyson Heppel was there. I think it might have been Hurdy out there. Lost Simon five, Madden. Goals. I'm just saying, the players will be very much aware of the I significance of this. It won't mean anything. So you're tipping Essendon? Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough game because St Kilda's lost Jack Steele. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they're winning matches of footy, to be yeah. honest with you. I didn't see them against the Bulldogs because we were working on another game. But I, I actually can't fathom. And Essendon's not that good. But their midfield, I think, is... is Playing pretty good. Dylan Sheil, I've been impressed with. Jake well, Stringer could they, come back in the defend, mix. They look like they've got a defensive aspect, Essendon. True. Like they've got forward line pressure. It looks like their mids have some sort of system behind them. When we've just seen them for ten years running around like headless shooks. Yeah, you know, I think I was calling a game at, against the Eagles last year. <laughs> yeah, I was the angriest I've ever <laughs> seen. This, with the defense was just, it was non-existent. So, I think I tipped them as well. That's why I'm pissed. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's why. That's that's why I'm picking Essendon. I'm thinking Essendon. I think I've tipped Essendon as well. On the basis is I cannot believe that St Kilda, um, without Jack Steele, can be overly competitive. But Ross will find a way. Don't worry. Ross will find a way to make this a grind of some description. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, the funny thing is I did my tips last night. And I can't remember who I've tipped in any of these Oh, games. so what we're hearing now could just be... Puparama, yeah. Port Adelaide v Adelaide, the derby, the, sorry, the showdown. Um, look, before we get into the game, there's been a bit of talk about Fox Footy covering yeah, this from the, the, the hub or what do they do in Melbourne. Thoughts on that? Any thoughts? Oh, you know, selfishly speaking, as, yeah. a, as a broadcaster, and I'm sure the blokes that are calling the game from Melbourne, they'd prefer to be at the game. Yeah. Oh, that's my gut feeling. It's an hour trip. It's not that it's, we know it's a cost saving measure. Uh, Seven does travel, um, to my knowledge. Fox haven't been. I think seven do less games than Fox. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, again, this is neither right nor wrong, but um, does it make it easier for the viewer? I don't think it makes a massive difference, but as a, as a caller, you know, I'd, I'd, to be totally honest, I'd love them to use people in the, the states that the matches are played. Yeah. So if you've got Adam Papalier and whoever it is, um, put my hand up to be involved. Absolutely. It'd be nice to have local callers do it. Well, certainly people based in that state. I'm not sure why we don't have the ability to do that. But um, the travel factor, doing it from the hub, I think sport's going that way, Scoey. Yeah. Olympic Games, I've done quite a few now where you're sitting in a, in a hub. And let's be, I'll be honest, 6PR, we do, um, I'll be doing yep. a game on Saturday between the Giants and the Blues sitting in the studio watching it off the TV. So it's pretty hard to, to bash Fox when I'm involved in a... Yeah. business that does that as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's sort of the way it's going. I think a lot of the time you probably can't tell. Like I, did, the, the Fox games in Perth, like they've got a bit of a local team, but they've usually got one or two in Melbourne. So, yep. you know, the, the way that's set up, and this is just a bit of insight for people listening. So I'm on the boundary and I'm obviously on the boundary. Mm. Um, you've got Adam Papalea, Matt Pavlich upstairs, and then usually there's a Dermy Brereton it was on the weekend in the hub in Melbourne. So they don't fly Derm over, but it sounds like he's there. So It's done pretty seamlessly yeah. considering. But ideally, yeah, I, I, for the aesthetics of you paying all this money to broadcast a game, it yeah. would be, it's ideal, and I'm sure the 
you know, most people involved would say, ideally, yes, be at the ground. Yep. Uh, Port v Adelaide. Look, I don't, I don't think there's going to be many changes to this reading through the notes. Um, we've, we've seen Adelaide competitive to an extent, but they're zero and two. Yeah, they've been. They've had their first halves have been disgraceful yeah. against the the Giants and against the the Tigers. They were forty five points down. It, it was like a training run for for the Tigers last week. And, and so Port, Port Adelaide come out and spank Brisbane, spank them, yeah, and then get spanked by, by Collingwood. Collingwood. So I don't know where Port are at either, to be honest. Well, I, I think they're better than Adelaide, and that's that for that for me to go on the record and say, look, they, they a home game for them. They'll be winning the showdown. And I tell you what, I know we're in, in Perth here, but we speak about some of the Caro commentary, and, and we know that um, Kane Corns is the, the Jason Horn Francis. That that's got a life of its own. He was being booed by Collingwood fans last week at the G. I don't know if you've heard that. I did. Can you can you explain why? But well, Ollie Henry was being booed by Carlton on the Thursday night game. Geelong Carlton. Ollie Henry came from Collingwood. Yeah, to I, Geelong. So he was getting booed, and then there was another one. There was another one that was traded. Not playing your own. Not oh, playing Griffin, your own Griffin, club. Oh, so Griffin Lowe was getting booed. Yeah, that but that's that was that, that that wasn't a real boo. That was sort of like we like uh, it. We're going to do this anyway. Like so why are they booing? I still don't understand why Collingwood supporters. I can understand North Melbourne. Supporters going feral, but I don't understand why other supporters are booing another player for moving it's, clubs. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing, but I think sometimes his demeanour like incites it a little bit. Our really passionate fans, they seem sort of hunched over, and we saw the footage of him not chasing. Mm. Again, I'll, I'll fall into line with the Luke Jackson stuff. I mean, he's a, he's a second year player. Yeah, he's a first f- number one draft pick, and he's had all the trade stuff go on, but. Mate, he's playing his second year of AFL footy. He's not a man. and He's got his socks up. He's running around. He's, he's, he's a bit all over the place. He's in his second year of footy. Just, yeah. give, just give him... Just give you know what it reminds me of? He does remind me of Nathan Buckley, who was oh, yeah. seconded to Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Didn't want to be there. Um, you know, said a few things how, how good he wanted to be. Socks and, up too. Yeah, but he, and he, he was very ambitious about the football he wanted to become. Uh, you know, went and moved to Collingwood, obviously. That sort of demeanour about self-confidence, which Bucks and... As obviously as a coach and his, his mindset changed, but there's a little bit of, of the attention the Bucks received early in his career as well. I pick Port Adelaide. Yep, Port for me. Gold Coast v Geelong Sunday Heritage Bank Stadium. Is that what Gold Coast Stadium? That's now? the old Metro Met- Metricon Met- Metricon Stadium. Yes, right. Heritage Bank Stadium. Well, well you pay the money. To the party get, Heritage yeah. Bank. Uh, Gold Coast v Geelong. Gold Coast Suns. You're a pseudo Gold Coast man. What 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 is what is actually going on? Yeah, well, against the Bombers, I mean, they they butchered the third quarter. They should be should have been in front, but there's there's an element they're missing now. People are saying, you know, if if they can get if King comes out of contract and they're still performing, there there just hasn't been a moment in time apart from Gary Ablett Junior was you know floating around that you thought, well, hang on, this club is definitely. Got potential. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, something missing there. Well, the actual club's been butchered, mate, administratively as well. The way they set the club up, we spoke to Charlie Dixon about how they set up versus how GWS set up. Very different paths that they set them up in terms of who they recruited, the list they built, and then ongoing. Like they've had, they've had that many players leave. They've had yeah, Jack Bowes situation last year. They've butchered the books somehow. You know, they have a play. He's a, he's a good player. I saw him play for Geelong mm. in the middle for Geelong, running premiers. So what you you telling me? Well, why why other than salary cap are you getting rid of him? No other reason. So you've butchered that. It, it just the whole team seems butchered from pillar to post. Let me just say this: Gold Coast as a place to have a national team, be it the NRL, basketball when they had a team there and they're looking going back there, and the AFL. It is not for whatever reason. And the Titans work. 
Gold Coast Titans. Well, they work. Well, they might work with membership, but they don't work. They've never, never threatened to, to win right. a premiership. So it's it's almost like a, a vortex of um, it's too nice mediocrity. To it's, it's too, too nice. Exactly. The, the lifestyle is so good, that, and there's no heat on anyone up there. Yeah. As I said, I've said this on Monday. There's no heat on any any club really, unless you made the league team cops a bit. The, the Titans, but the Suns. You know, they were meant to be improvers this year. Yeah, well, if they, if they lose, and they should lose to Geelong, and if they don't lose, then Geelong's in <laughs> then your team's in massive trouble. Isn't Geelong zero and two, or they one? one They're one? zero and two. Right, so one of those teams will be zero and three, and they won't play finals. Well, Gold Coast, I think, is the team that won't play finals. And um, what if what if Gold Coast win? Well, that you, that, you that would that would put something amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? Okay. Um, uh, Ballard's suspension was overturned. Just like a tiny little bit on that. He. Oh, I didn't really mind about that. He got a little whippersnapper running at you and put it. He, he, it was a mistake. I, I, I don't like. I don't like real minor things like that trying to get punished. I think we should be trying to punish the bad actions like the broad, yeah, yeah. the shirt fronts, a little little niggly things like that. A week, it really doesn't do anything. It, it's just I don't know. I don't think. It, benefits anyone doesn't just no. it'll happen again so I think that's good Geelong I don't think they've got many changes by the sound of things um, maybe maybe change Segler of mindset yeah correct I pick Geelong yeah Cats up there yeah, look at some stage the Gold Coast Suns at home are going to play a decent brand of footy but correct. Uh, Geelong you think 0-3 you think wow this is getting a bit dangerous did you see Hutchie was uh, that's where we're done and dusted with that did you see um, uh, Will Schofield uh, Mark Redding shuttle footy cast <laughs> Say that um, Hutchie was at Shelter last night. He was there promoting Spirit FM. Yeah, Craig Hutchison got some photos from the Shelter boys. Wow. Okay. So he's was he uh, engaging in a couple of? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. I, I asked actually Dan and I both put some questions forward to be put to Hutchie. We don't think they were asked. <laughs> there was there was a bit bit of uh, I don't know hobnobbing going off. I'm assuming. Wildcats ball is on this weekend, is it? Is it a big deal, is it? The MVP ball? Dan's nodding away. Dan used to organise the MVP ball. And when I say organise, I mean write the descriptions for the auction items. Oh, that's a little cheap he shot. Said it used to take, mate, he said it used to take him three months to do. Imagine, he could do it in about six minutes with AI these days. Dan used to have a whole job writing descriptions for the auction. Anyway, um, that's about all I've got to say, Skeddy. Anything to finish us off with? No, we'll obviously want to talk some more footy. Have we gone through all the matches? Is that it? Are we done? Have we finished them all? No, we haven't. There's more to come. Who have we Well, we missed? haven't talked about Melbourne and Sydney, the biggest game of the weekend, you numpty. We haven't talked about <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney. I just, at this moment in time, like to give a big shout-out to uh, Charlie, our producer, who's left that game off the board. Have we missed anything else? Oh, well, have a look, but if you need me to actually do the producing as well as the expert commentary, then I'll... I'll <laughs> so, look, I, that, I am like Ron Burgundy, whatever is sitting in front of me, I do talk about, uh, so... Melbourne-Sydney. Yeah, and nah. we've, done, we've done Gold Coast. Melbourne-Sydney is, is the last game. Okay, Melbourne-Sydney. And we're actually in order. It's just been left off the bottom of the run sheet. So the, thank you very much, Charlie. You're fired. This, uh, is, this Mel- is a tough game. Melbourne-Sydney, 120 SCG. Another debutante. Melbourne, Jacob Van Ruin. Yes. Dutch Heritage. Well, the name is Dutch. So he's a West Australian boy. Tell us about him. 194 centimetres. Uh, again, called him playing PSA footy. Claremont Colts. I mean, Claremont just get... That many Colts come through the system. He is a is a beauty. Played a lot of footy for Casey last year in the VFL. Uh, kicked thirty six goals. He's he's tailor made to be an AFL player. And obviously, you'd um, think in that forward, like you'd think in that forward line, but there's no superstars. Ben Brown's had a great start to the year again, but there's no, I don't know, Mackay and Kerno. You'd no, think, of course you'd not. You think that he could really go well in, in a midfield so. like that in front of him? Yeah, I mean, Sydney's always a tough. Uh, opposition. Oh, that's actually a very good point. They're the worst in the world. Defensively, to really tr- it's like that's their defenders have been playing that way for fifteen years. Yeah. They, they they do a thing called the um, squirrel grip. 
No, they do arm bars, right? And they lock, they're like a forklift. And they put an arm on each side. And they've just got great strength through their lats, their shoulders. So they stand behind you. And, and you do can, that? Yeah, and, and they you can see it. If you watch it. But they don't wrap their arms around you, obviously. But it's just a... Uh, so fists either side and just locked in arms. And basically, you're sitting in there like you're a, you're a box on a forklift. And you and it's just very difficult to who, move who, around. Who's the best exponent? Dan, Dane Rampey. Yeah. Dane Rampey. And like, think about Heath Grundy. Like, just remember how big, like Ted Richards, those sorts of guys. And now it's the McCartan brothers. They do the same thing. They've just been teaching them for like 20 years to do the same thing. Wow. It sounds yeah. a bit like the Melbourne Storm in rugby league where they sort of they engage in the tackle and, and keep the play down, slow on the play back. down. Yeah. They're on the back thing. Melbourne doing the best thing. They've been doing yeah. that for 20 years. It's exactly the same thing. A Bellamy trick, yeah. So Sydney-Melbourne, I mean, it's, I'm glad we missed it because it's probably the game of the weekend. That, it, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I, oh, this, I'm torn. I'm really torn on this one. SCG, I'm going to pick Sydney, I think. <laughs> It's the it's the MCG Scully. <laughs> Look at how much Skeeter's loving this. You oh, idiot. For fuck's sake. You're rolling. Shut your mouth. Just fucking wrap it up. Tell me who you're picking. It's at the MCG's. Oh, it's fuck. a Sunday afternoon game. <laughs> Look at Skeeter. You idiot. I love it. You absolute idiot. <laughs> so who are you selecting? Give it fucking to the fire, Charlie. <laughs> MCG oh, Mate, Sydney I'm just going to say it's Sydney oh, I, I've, I've, Of course I'm picking Melbourne at the MCG <laughs> Yeah, Deeping Melbourne I'm picking Melbourne Lily, how happy you are So, no, I'm, I'm tipping um, I'm tipping Melbourne as well uh, I just uh, I'm so pretty fast Nowhere to find it See you the derby <laughs> 